Thanks for jumping into this uh, stream today. And I'm excited because we're doing, last week we did a, a uh, ending of our sermon series. And today we're starting just a one-off sermon. And I'm calling it, Might As Well Jump. All right? I don't know about you, but it's pretty awesome when you get your phone and you do a boomerang of people jumping. And so today, we're talking about this idea of jumping in to what God has for you. So um, if you want to follow us in the notes, you can. And uh, you go over to your YouVersion app, um, and uh, we're going to show you the scriptures in there. Even the points will be in there, so you can follow along right there in your YouVersion app. But might as well jump. You know, I remember when I was a kid, um, I feared a lot of things. Anybody fear a lot of things? Anybody out there? Anybody? Yeah. We feared a lot of stuff. Um, I used to fear all sorts of things. You know, water, I, I couldn't stand going in the water or swimming. And so I guess my parents knew this. So at about age five, six, or seven, they said, well, uh, listen, you fear water, so you need to, you need to kind of get over your fear. So they sent me to swimming lessons. Anybody ever had swimming lessons? Ian, no? You know, so they sent me to swimming lessons. My, my sister was there too. I think my brother was there. I was the youngest. And so at the very end of these swimming lessons, John, it was amazing, okay, uh, they said, here's the final test for you to get the badge. And guess what? When you're five or six, you want the badge. You don't care what the badge is. You don't care what it looks like. You just want the badge so you can show all your friends. And the, the, to get the badge, you needed to jump off the diving board into the deep end. Now, up until this moment, we were in the shallow water. Even though I was short as a kid, I could at least like, like stand on my tippy toes in the shallow end, and I was fine. But at the end, they're asking us to jump off the diving board. Now, I was scared. Everybody went. Everybody went. They were, it was easy. And then I got up there, and I can't remember if I jumped or not. I know that sounds crazy. I don't even remember if I got the badge or not. All I remember is being scared that I didn't want to jump in the deep end, and I knew there was an adult in there. They were going to catch me. I might have done it. I don't know if I did or not. But it's scary. Like, so there's things now as adults, maybe you're watching, you're like, man, I still fear this, or I fear spiders, or I fear, I fear going up on high things, or I fear going on uh, rides at Universal. Don't worry. Universal's not open. You don't need to go on rides right now. So, but we all fear something. But to be honest with you, ever since that moment, I did go through some times where I did fear things, but... I remember fearing less. I remember just like, I'll try that. That's new. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump into this and try it. Uh, when Tara and I were 21 years old, it was about a year after we got married, and we were jumping into something brand new. We were moving from Canada all the way across North America to a place called Denver, Colorado, and we needed all this paperwork to set up, to go, and we were all ready. We called the border, and we were all ready to go. When we get there, they said, you don't have enough, you don't have the right information. So they said, you cannot enter the United States. I'm like, really? I can't, I can't go? Why can't I go? <laughs> 
And so we waited for four days. We got rid of our apartment. We got rid of uh, all of our stuff. And they said, you, we, you can't go. But you know what? I said, you know what? I'm jumping into something new. I'm not scared. So we, we went back. Uh, Tara called and, and finally said, okay, come back. We'll look at your stuff. And finally, they let us in. And we, we drove 40-some hours to our first youth pastor position. And we had no idea what was going to happen. But we said, you know what? God is calling us. We're going to jump in. What are you waiting on? Today, what are you like? God is kind of like trying to push you out into the deep end, off of the, off of the diving board. What are you waiting for? What what is it that you're fearful of this morning? So I want to talk about this a little bit. I, I believe that God wants us to be bold. I believe that He wants us to pray big. And I believe that He's saying, "Might as well jump." Let's say that together. Might as well jump. Listen, I want to just, before we jump in to the scripture today, I want to thank everybody who's helping out here at the church. Our worship team is awesome. Uh, Those that are doing the production stuff, amazing. Thank you guys so much for what you're doing. It's a blessing to be able to serve with you. We're going to look, if you want to open up your Bibles, to Acts 3, 1 to 3. I love this story. We talked about it this week with our our staff, and, and I really got thinking, you know what, this is an amazing story. This is an incredible story. And so let's look here, Acts 3, 1 to 3. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Everybody say Beautiful. Beautiful. where he was put every day to beg from those who were going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Let's pray together before we jump in. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you that we can come into this place and we're watching online, Lord, we can hear your word. Lord, I pray you would speak right at this very moment as we hear your word. Speak through me in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right, let's look here. You know, so I want to give you a little bit of back, some some of the backstory to Peter and John and kind of what, where they are in life and what they're doing. You know, just before this, so Acts 3, if you look back at Acts 2, you see this incredible story in, in, in the Gospels all the way through were, were telling about this. Um, the Holy Spirit that God was sending to his church. That Jesus was going away, but he said, hey, wait, wait hold on, hold on a little bit. I've got something special for you. Holy Spirit is going to come. So Peter and John were with Jesus. You know that Peter was the first disciple? So Peter and John were there. Um, In fact, Peter was that first disciple. Peter walked on water toward Jesus. He saw Jesus heal the man who was lowered down into the house in Mark 2. 
You know, remember that? Jesus said, get up, take your mat, and walk. One thing Peter was missing was God's spirit in him. Listen, he hung out with Jesus all the time. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty special, isn't it? But he was missing God's spirit living and moving in his life. You know, we get to this point where Jesus goes, he's about to go to the cross, and Peter denies him three times. So you think about this Peter. He, he walked on the water toward Jesus. He started to sink. Then you have this Peter who, who denied Christ three times. But guess what? Something changed in Peter. Something changed in him. Jesus said, wait. Acts 1.8. Look at this. You will receive power. Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Ju in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's amazing. Jesus was going. He said, listen, hold on. I've got some power for you. Now, I don't know about you, but if someone has free stuff, are you going to take it? Anybody out there? Yeah. I'm going to be like, yes, please. I'll take it. And, and then it's God's power saying, yes, I want it. Yes, please. Thank you. I'll take it. Whatever you want to give me, God, I'll have it. So a few days later, everything changed for everyone. For all Christians of all time, everything changed. In Acts 2, God sent his spirit, and the church was filled. They were baptized in his spirit. It's amazing. So look at this. 3,000 people on that day, guess what? 3,000 people came to know God. They were saved that day. So the church grew in one day by 3,000 people. 120. Later on that day, Peter spoke to the crowd, and 3,000 people came to believe in God. Pretty awesome. So Acts uh, 2, 43. This is just after this moment. Everyone was filled. Look at this. Acts 2, 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now, why were there wonders and signs? Let's think about that just for a minute. You're seeing the scripture right here. Why were there these wonders and signs, and why were they performed by the apostles? Normally, that was Jesus, right? Jesus was out. He was feeding 5,000. He was walking on water. He was healing people. He was doing all sorts of things, and now, guess what? It's the apostles' turn. You know what? Now it's our turn. It's our moment to do what God's called us to do. He's going to do it through us, so they were many wonders and signs performed. So now that we've got the background out of the way, you got a little bit of background, let's get back to the story. So we got Peter and John, they were heading to prayer. So at that time, Jews were still going to prayer at 3 p.m. every day at the temple. Now, Peter and John were, were not Jewish anymore. They were culturally Jewish, but they were now followers of Jesus. So they're going up like, hey, we're going to go pray, and then we're going to also go and probably like tell people about Jesus, right? That's my guess. Why go to a cultural thing? Like they're going to tell people about Jesus and what he did in their life. So one of the, the gates of the temple in Jerusalem was called the Gate Beautiful. This was a big 75-foot gate. They said it was covered with either copper or gold and silver. So it's, everybody say beautiful. It was beautiful. It's this gateway into the temple. So imagine you're, you're going and you see this archway. 
I love that Canada has Canada and the United States. If you go to the West Coast, they have this arch. It's called the Peace Arch. It said, "It says on the Peace Arch, let these gates never close." So imagine how beautiful that is, even more so this gate that opens up into to this temple where they were coming every day to pray together. It was beautiful. It was this doorway into, into the temple. So imagine going to church. So, so let's pause for a second. Imagine you, like, we, church goes back in. We finally get back together, and there's someone on the steps. Just before you get to the door, someone's on the steps of the church begging for money. Now, I don't know about you, but hopefully we would do something about it, right? We'd want to bless them. We'd want to love on them. But imagine every day you go to prayer. So we're not just back then. They're just not going to church on Sunday. They're going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're going there to pray. And so they've been seeing this person every single day. They walk by him. He's there. And he's crippled. So he's probably laying. He's probably not looking very comfortable on how maybe you would sit. But he's there at the gate, and they're going in to pray. Also, we see in Acts 4.22 that he had been crippled from the day he was born, and he was, just, he was over 40 years old, and he went every day. Maybe he missed a few days, but he's been there. So if you're 40 or older, you saw this guy every time you went to the temple. So he's, he's laying there, he's begging every single day, and if you're one of those people, you're walking by and you're seeing them, him there every day at 3 p.m. So what would you do? As you're walking to the house of prayer, what would you do? You know, this man had a birth defect. He was born with a disability. He can't walk. Now, maybe some of you are listening and watching today. You were born with some sort of ailment or disability or Maybe you were just born into a different family that's weird. Like anybody have any weird anybody have any weird family members? If you're not raising your hand, you're the weird family member. So you know. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna mention just three ideas today. And the first one is a question. Let's look at this question together. Number one, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? What are you expecting? I want to look further into the story so we can see what it says. Acts 3, 3 to 5. says, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Look at us, right? So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. You know, I remember my father telling me a story of he was walking downtown in the city he's from, he lives in, that I'm from too, and this gentleman comes up and he's asking for money, and my dad handed him a $20 bill. And the guy, <laughs> the guy's kind of shocked, and he's holding it, and he's kind of being rude to my dad, so my dad kind of just like grabs it back from him. <laughs> And the guy is like, why'd you do that? My dad ended up giving it back to him. <laughs> but imagine he's, he's begging for money. He says, look, Peter says, look at us. So the man gave him his full attention, expecting 
to get something from them. You know, let's talk about this beggar for a minute, this lame man. You know, he couldn't carry himself. You know, he didn't have like this wheelchair or some sort of electronic thing to get him to where he needs to go. He was carried by other people. Other people took care of him. Other people uh, had to move him around. You know, he had some problems. And really, I, I think he felt like he had no hope at all because of his situation. And he had been in it for a long time. And he was at the temple. You know, the temple was a place of healing, a place of prayer, under this beautiful gate. You know, he was near the church, or as some of our friends say, the church house. He was near the church house every day. Even though he was physically near the church, it didn't change him at all. He'd been doing this every day, coming there. What was he expecting? You know, he looked intently into them. He was expecting for them to give him something. You know, he was really just expecting money. He was expecting something from these men. And so if you think about it for a minute, you're expecting money or maybe this will get you by for a day. Maybe it will get you a meal for a day. Or maybe it will help out his home for a day. I think he was expecting the wrong thing. You know, I think that if we look at our own life, all of us, all of us in this space, all of us watching, we think about our life for a minute. What is our expectation? I believe that God's expectations for us are big and bold and beautiful, kind of like that gate. But he was just expecting this thing that will get him by, that would sustain him for a moment, for a day. What are you expecting? You're like, Pastor Landon is going to call us lame today. Yes, some of us have, some of us are lame. <laughs> I'm lame sometime. Really, lame just means that we have some deficiencies in an area. What are you, what is your lameness? Maybe you're spiritually lame today. Maybe you have a physical ailment. Maybe it's a mental um, lameness. Whatever it might be. Or maybe you just finance, you're like, I, need, I just need some money like this dude. Number two. Everybody say number two. Number two. Number two, speak Jesus with faith. You know that the name of Jesus is important to say. Let's look and in, in pray in his name. Look, let's look here for a minute. Acts 3, 6 and 7. Then Peter said, look at this, Acts 3. Six and seven. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Come on, can we give it up for Jesus for this, like imagine, imagine for a minute, imagine church for a minute, if you could be like Peter. If you could be like Peter, and you say, get up and walk in Jesus' name. You know that Peter isn't any different from us? You know that God can use you just like he does Peter? And that you can pray for someone and they can be healed? 
that you can say, get up, take your mat, and walk, and they can walk? Did you know that Peter is just like us, and we are just like Peter? Something changed. What changed in this crippled man's life? Let's think about that for a minute. What was the difference maker in his life? Was it anything that he did? Sometimes we do have to do stuff for ourselves, right? But is it anything that he did? No. Guess what happened? God's people showed up. Come on, church. God's people showed up in his life. They were on their way somewhere. They were on their way to church. They were on their way to wherever. And guess what? They took a moment and said, you know what? It's important that we hang out with this gentleman right here. God's people showed up. I love that the Bible talks about just someone being there. You know, people just wanted, after this, people just wanted to hang out where Peter was. They're like, if his shadow just crossed my path, it's amazing, right? Right? We're jumping today. I might as well jump. He crossed his path, whatever. You know, people would go down the street just to grab onto Jesus' coat. It's pretty awesome, right? Because they just want to be there. They, they know that there's something different about God, and there's something different about God's people. So Peter and John, there was something different about these dudes. Guess why? They have been with Jesus. Not only with Jesus, they have Holy Spirit moving in their life. He said, look at me, silver or gold. This guy's like, man, that's all I need. I just need some silver and gold. Peter's like, I don't have it. So imagine the guy, he's like, probably like, well, I, just, I just want some money, man. I don't want to just give me some money and get to prayer. That's what everybody else does. You guys do the same thing. No, no, he says, get up and walk. You know, at this time, really, Peter was the head of, the, head of this church. He was kind of the leader. You know, obviously, we know Jesus is the head of the church. We know he's the head. But at this time, Peter was the leader. He was the head of the church. And imagine what Peter is thinking. He's like, what if this guy doesn't get up and walk? I'll look like I don't have faith or I'll look like this. I don't think Peter really cared. I think Peter just said, you know what? In the name of Jesus, I know that Jesus' name is powerful. I know that Jesus' name can change the atmosphere. I know that Jesus' name can do special things. In Jesus' name, get up. I think that us as a church, we need to be bold like Peter and declare things in Jesus' name. His name is important. We need to expect it. We need to get our hopes up. We need to keep believing for our children, for our parents, for our grandparents, for our grandkids. We need to ask God for more. I think that in America, we're so blessed that we forget how important it is to allow God to do things before we go out and either pay for them or do what we think we can do. We need to allow God to do. We need to give some space, some margin for God to heal. You know, this guy and a lot of people think like, well, money will just change everything in my life. You know, I can get the car I want. I can get the house that I wanted. I can get whatever it is. You know, what these guys had, Peter and John had, money could not buy. 
money was not going to buy what he needed. Yes, money would sustain him for a day or two. Money would change him for a little bit. He says, what I have, he's going to give it to him. You know, to me, a gift is kind of like grace. If you think about a gift, it's like grace because grace is, can't be earned. It's not deserved usually. Same with a gift. You think about this gift, like maybe at Christmas time or in your birthday, you get this gift. I have friends, they just love giving things to people. It's, it's grace. I think that a lot of times we might be praying for the wrong things. I think we're believing for here, and God's like, believe for like up here, like jump. Might as well jump, like believe for something bigger and better. The financial side, God's just going to take care of that. Let's pray for the right things. You know, we're praying for stuff, like money, like this guy needs something. But God wants to change our whole life. You know, God doesn't want us to keep in our lameness... He wants to get us into eternity. You know, God's like, well, I can keep sustaining what you're doing, but I want to give you more. I want to do something special in your life. Peter and John knew firsthand the power of Jesus' name had. Blessed are those who believe that haven't seen. Look what it says in John 14, 13 and 14. It says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. May, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know, the name of Jesus, walk. In the name of Jesus, heal. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is, fill in the blank. I think we're like just scratching the surface in our faith. We're just scratching it. And it's like, no, no, God's like, jump in. Be bold. Believe for big. We can pray in Jesus' name and according to his will, we can see miracles, signs, and wonders. And I believe as we are in the end times, there's a great revival happening. There's a great harvest coming. And I believe if we're going to be that generation that ushers in the Prince of Peace, that we need to believe big and pray in Jesus' name. Look what it says in Matthew 21, 22, and I'm going to jump to the third one. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Let's jump to the last one. Number three, might as well jump. Might as well jump. Look what it says. Here's the end of the story. Acts 3, verse 8. He jumped to his feet. Come on, church. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. This crippled beggar who had been sitting there at the gate beautiful his whole 40 plus years. He's been sitting there. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. That is something he'd never done before. You know that God this week is saying, do something you've never done before. 
you'll get a different result. Look, then he went with them into the temple courts. I wonder if he's ever been in the temple courts. Because it says that he was taken there every day. And he was sat there. He, he begged for money. But I wonder if he'd ever went into the temple courts. And guess what he was doing? He was walking and jumping and praising God. Might as well jump. You know, we need to celebrate miracles. You know, there's stuff that we can write down all the time at home and say, you know, God did this miracle. We need to start writing them down and remembering them and shouting them from wherever we can because God is doing something special in our life. You know, jumping and praising God is showing our gratitude and our thankfulness. I think we're so used to good things. I think we're so used to blessings that we're just like, oh, another blessing. Oh, another blessing. Cool. No, no, we need to jump and shout and tell the world what God is doing in our life. Look, let's jump down to the last part of this story, and I'm going to the worship team come up. Acts 3, 9, and 10. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Look, guys, when we are jumping and praising and... When we're being thankful, something doesn't just happen in our life. Something changes in other people's lives. They start seeing it's like, oh, that's Landon. He was the guy who was scared to jump in the pool. Hey, that was so-and-so. That was the person who was nervous to preach. Oh, that's so-and-so. They were nervous to lead worship. That was so-and-so. They were sick. They had cancer. Now they're healed. I want to know what they know. I want to be connected with who they're connected with. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So remember Acts 2, they were filled with wonder and amazement. Acts 3, guess what? Once again, filled with wonder and amazement. What are you jumping and declaring? What are you showing the world that God's doing in your life that's filling the world with wonder and amazement? So let me ask you this question as we close here, as we get some music going. What would happen if you shared your story? What would happen if you shared your testimony? What would happen if you showed the world the beauty and the boldness in the special things that God is doing in your life. You never know. It may ch just change someone's life. It may just change the, where they're going. It may change their path. It changed this guy's path, the beggar, who had been there for 40 years. What are we doing? Are we stopping? Are we pausing and helping the needy? I know right now it's a little bit of a different moment in time, but that'll soon go back and change. 
But are we taking and are we looking to see, God, what would you have me to do? Because people will be filled with wonder and amazement. Because of Jesus, many will be saved. Many people, even that day, many more follow Jesus. The couple days before that, the day of Pentecost, 300, 3,000 were added to the number. That day, probably even more because of the miracle that God used Peter and John for. I believe that God wants to use you for miracles. Are we jumping in? Let's bow our heads for a moment. So I want to ask you a question. Are you believing big? Maybe this week, write down the big things that God is doing in your life. Maybe share these moments online or wherever you can to show others the wonder and amazement of our God. And the second challenge is today is the day of salvation. Maybe today you're saying, you know what? I love what he's saying. I'm filled with wonder and amazement because I can experience God right now. Today is your day. Today is the day to say, God, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want to follow you. So if that's you today, would you pray with me this prayer? Jesus, thank you for my life. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Lead me. Guide me. I want to follow you all the days of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit like you did Peter and John and help me to now go and fill the world with your wonder and your amazement. Help me how to have the faith to jump into what you've called me to do. Help me have the faith to declare your goodness and your faithfulness everywhere I go. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen.